1: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay. Plus taxes and fees. Phone fees 24 monthly bill credits for well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. CT Mobile.com.
2: Welcome in to Vern's Post Game Show. Massey not stopping in
3: Josh Bernier. 6-5, the final score. Royals win, back-to-back wins, a series victory, a come-from-behind victory. Let me give you that phone number. I should not have to wait long to hear from Royals fans. The phone number, the text line number, is 913-586-7610. That's 913 586 7-6-10. I just want to know who's the hero in your eyes. Royals come from behind to win a baseball game. That alone should get the, the little hairs on your arms to stand up. If you were dialed in last year to this Royals ball club, you know how abnormal it is to hear the Royals just picked up a come-from-behind victory. How many times did you and I bemoan the fact that once the Royals fell behind by three runs or more, the game was over? That was almost the theme of last season. It took last year's team until September 20th to overcome a three-run deficit. It took them until game 153 before they overcame a four-run deficit. It's April 8th, game number nine, and they just checked both boxes. Again, the phone number, 913-586-7610. The record is still below 500. I understand that. Royals now 3-6 and six on the young season. Following this 6-5 victory, In San Francisco, they now go for the sweep tomorrow. Now, I'm not going to make too much out of what the win means for tomorrow's game or for a contest in May or June or July. I'm not saying that this is the beginning of some sort of a run. It might be. It's got to start somewhere if the turnaround is forthcoming. But you know the old adage, momentum is only as good as the next day's starting pitcher. And tomorrow the Royals have Chris Bubic on the mound. Hopefully he can perform well and the Royals can rattle off a series sweep in San Francisco. But regardless what happens tomorrow, this entire dugout now knows when the scoreboard reads, that we're trailing by three or four or five, we know we can overcome it. Not because we believe in one another and baseball's crazy and anything, and because we've done it. We did it on the first road trip of the season. Now they know they can do it. That is That is undeniable. All last year, they could say the right things. Oh, we never give up. Energy's high in the dugout, and it might be, but you don't know what you can do until you do it. We've talked quite a bit over the first week of the season about those steps to becoming a good, quality, competitive ball club, about those steps that you take before you truly turn into the big leaguer that you're going to be, for the next five, six, seven, eight, nine decade plus career. Believing that you are a big leaguer, believing that you belong in that big league clubhouse, trusting the guy behind you in the lineup, passing that baton, trusting the guy coming in behind you out of the bullpen. Just little tiny baby steps that many of you remember the Hosmers and Moustakas taking back in the day. Winning a game like this on the road in front of more than 35,000 Giants fans, you can reach back into this bag later on in the season and use it to your advantage. Hopefully it's the beginning of a run. Hopefully. But it at least allows the 26 young men in that clubhouse to understand what we can do because of what we've done. To me, there were three stars in this game. I'll I'll run through all three of them coming up in a moment. Nobody am I more impressed with than Nate Eaton. I'll i I'll explain coming up in a moment, but first I want to hear from you. 913-586-7610. That's nine one three-five eight six-seven six ten. The only Royals fan I heard drop any positivity. Following that one and six homestand is going to lead us off following this. 2-0 start to the road trip. It's Big T in Shawnee. Big T, go ahead.
4: Heck, yeah. Thank you, Vern. I appreciate it. That's why we don't give up on our boys in blue a week into the season and no road, uh, 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 first road uh, series of the year. And, Vern, I'm glad you're talking about Nate Eaton. Uh, you know, there's a reason why he was on the roster. That's why the radio talked about him, uh, Eisenberg. It explains everything perfectly on there. It's great. I suggest people tune into that. His speed and athleticism got that run for us. And speaking of that that, that run there, Vern, Jake Eisenberg set it up so beautifully. He said, Duvall has a cutter when you got a rookie catcher with Frisco. We could have a wild catcher. That ball could get away. And what the heck happened? Mm-hmm. Heck yeah, that was a winning run. But, Vern, I want to stay with your theme. Plenty of kindling to kind of keep the fire rolling now, man. It's two victories in a row. And I'm not getting all, oh, we're going to win it all and go on a roll two burn. But that was a great game today. And if you weren't watching, you're missing out, everybody. Uh, Salvador Pellette Perez, he's a badass mofo. That's why he's the captain, El okay. Capitan. And then I don't know about you, Burn, but I want to see Edwin Oliveras in there every day. That guy just rakes. And he's the one who started that rally. Uh, Samuel Reyes, nice laser home run. Bobby Witt, keep up the great work. And like I said, Vern, we 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 need to stick with the Royals. It's early. You you said it all. It's a it's a road win, series win, and it's all. If you listen to this show, that's what it's all about. Uh, uh, maybe tomorrow, everybody have a happy Easter, and maybe we can bring out the broom on those guys. And, and, and keep up the great work taylor clark you are fire what about that guy he could be the hero too. burn there might be three heroes Salvi, clark and then chapman and eatman and as always let's go royals
3: well the dismount did not include terrific uh addition but but you named four heroes i, I would agree um Actually, Aroldis Chapman doesn't make my list. Now he was impressive—a 14-pitch ninth inning, facing a pair of pinch hitters and Michael Conforto. He gets Conforto swinging through a slider to finish off the save, his first of the season. No, oh, I got nothing negative to say about Aroldis Chapman, but Chapman's been pretty good so far this spring and. This season, it's more of the same from Aroldis Chapman. And we'll see where the team's at come June and July. But Aroldis Chapman, I do not think, ends the season with the Royals. So I'm not really getting all that attached to him. Uh, To me, yeah, you hit on the other three stars. Salvador Perez, Taylor Clark, and Nate Eaton. Nate Eaton, 0 for 14 coming into this season. Nate Eaton made his first ever big league opening day just over a week ago. First time he's ever stood on that first base foul line on opening day, a packed house, Kauffman Stadium. Royals drafted this kid in the 21st round of the 2018 big league draft. Makes it to the big leagues last year, thanks in large part to, you know, the whole vaccination status issue. When the ball club headed up to Toronto. Uh, That opened the door to Nate Eaton. He took advantage of it. Homered in that first series against the Blue Jays. Ultimately played in 44 games with the Royals last year. But still was not promised anything in spring training. This is a guy that when he was in college was told you'll never hit enough to be a big leaguer. Why don't you focus on pitching? And his focus on pitching turned into that weapon he now has hanging off of his right shoulder, that uh, monster right arm. Just a terrific uh, corner outfield third baseman's arm. So he wanted to showcase that in spring training, but more importantly, he wanted to showcase his versatility, and he did. Uh, Moonlighting as a catcher, third baseman, second baseman, playing all three outfield positions, And did enough in spring training to make the team. There were a few other options. But that versatility, that arm, those are weapons. So he makes the team and got a lot of opportunities early on. And what did he do with the opportunities? Choked. Gagged on the opportunities. 0 for 14 at the plate. 0-for-14 with seven strikeouts. Some poor decision-making in right field, some poor throws, missing the cutoff man, giving up a free 90, uh, 90 feet while playing right field. And then in, in the, the final game at Kauffman Stadium, a lackadaisical effort on a ground ball to center field allows Kevin Kiermaier to take another 90 feet. A kid that his entire career is predicated on hustle and taking advantage of your opportunities. Just let all that opportunity in the first homestand slip through his fingers. 0 for 14 with seven strikeouts. You've given up a pair of free 90 feet to the opposition. So much so that he... Starts the game on the bench in, uh, in, in back-to-back games. Even in a day like this, where every other right-handed hitter was in the lineup, Nate Eaton does not get the nod. But he stays engaged in the game, hangs on to whatever confidence still remains inside of his mind and his heart, and he goes out there and runs the bases with the aggression of a guy hitting make making all the right plays defensively, and with the Royals in a tie game in the top of the ninth inning, he's 90 feet away from scoring the game-winning run. Two strikes, two outs, and not a wasted step when, as Big T points out, Camilo Doval breaks off a cutter that gets by that rookie catcher, not a wasted step by Nate Eaton. He scores what turns out to be the game-winning run. I am so very happy for the now 26-year-old Nate Eaton. You know, we, 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 we tend to lump these first- and second-year Royals all into the same category of, oh, they're young, they're figuring it out. You know, Bobby's young. MJ's young. Drew Waters is young. Nate Eaton's going to turn 27 before Christmas. That's well, young in, in, in my eyes, sure, but in, in the baseball world, that's anything but. Got to take advantage of your opportunities moving forward. He certainly did today. Very happy that he's able to flush the previous week of big league baseball. A week of big league baseball he's dreamed his entire life about. He's able to flush it, refocus, and get the job done today. Royals get the job done today, overcoming a four-run deficit. They're down 4 nothing heading to the sixth inning. Bobby Witt Jr. goes bridge to lead off the sixth. Mio Reyes leads off the seventh with a home run. Salby hits a three-run game-tying bomb in the eighth inning to knock this bad boy up. And then the aforementioned Nate Eaton takes home on a wild pitch, and the Royals take their first series of 2023. Again, the final score is 6-5. to We get back to your thoughts after this. Vern's
2: post game show on your home for royals baseball 610 sports radio and the odyssey app welcome back to Vern's post game show on your home for royals baseball in kansas city 610 sports radio here's the pitch hit high in the
3: air deep to left field yastrzemski back at the fence leaps it's gone salvador perez ties the game A three-run homer in the top of the eighth inning. And right on cue, the captain delivers. We're tied at five in San Francisco. Oh, what a call. Jake Eisenberg, as heard here on 610 Sports Radio. Salvi's three-run bomb in the sixth. Knots it up. Royals win in the ninth. Take the series in San Francisco and now hand the ball to Chris Bubich for game two. He squares off with Anthony DiSclefani. It's a 3.05 first pitch. I'll be on the air Sunday afternoon at 2 o'clock, and then it's off to Texas for three with Zach Greinke, Jordan Lyles, and Brad Keller, the probable starters for the boys in blue. Text line is open for you. The phone line is there as well, 913-586-7610. That's 913-586-7610. I'm asking you, who is your hero of this Victory. We've gotten some love for a role as Chapman. To me, it comes down to Salvi, Taylor, Clark, and Nate Eaton. I already explained why Nate Eaton gets the gold medal in uh, on my post game uh, medal stand. Uh, Salvador Perez, Taylor Clark uh, vying for that silver medal. Taylor Clark gives up three straight singles there in the bottom of the eighth inning. Right after Salvi hits that three run home run, Taylor Clark gives up. And it's not even as if he was pitching poorly. Nice swings by J.D. Davis, Jock Peterson, and Mike Ostremsky. Now call me a homer all you want. Beautiful swings. I'll tip my cap to him. Bases loaded, nobody out. And Taylor Clark strikes out Estrada, Crawford, and Sable. Uh, needing a grand total of 12 pitches to strike out the 6, 7, and 8 hitters for the San Francisco Giants, pounds his chest three times as he's walking off the mound, and Joel Goldberg had the video on Bally Sports Kansas City. Clark gets some high fives from teammates in the dugout, takes off his glove, and spikes it off the side of the dugout. I've never seen Taylor Clark uh, that emotional, and you can understand why. Bases loaded nobody out and you strike out the next three batters and you hand that tie game right back to your offense when it certainly felt as if it was slipping away keep in mind last time we saw Taylor Clark he um, you know closed out um closed out the the inning in which uh, you know it inherited you know comes in for the seventh didn't inherit any runners um comes in in the seventh this is what Wednesday night against the Toronto Blue Jays. Yeah, works around a two-out walk in the seventh inning, but the Royals bring him back out in the eighth, and he gives up uh, three straight hits, two runs, and a one-nothing deficit. Balloons do a three-nothing deficit, in the Royals, as you saw at Kauffman Stadium, were unable to overcome that. So Taylor Clark's last memory is him giving up um, the game in his mind, right? He takes the mound. It's a one-run game, a one-run deficit. That's a bloop and a blast and you win. So he gives up the game on Wednesday, comes out today and almost did the same. Bases loaded, nobody out. Credit to him to wiggle lot of it. And Salvador Perez, look, I'm not going to say anything that you don't already know about Salvi. A three-run home run as the team's went down to their final four outs. A two outs, a 2-2 pitch. A splitter that was nowhere near the strike zone, down and out of the strike zone. One of those pitches that even Mike Trout is spitting on. But Salvi goes down and golfs this bad boy over the left field wall for career home run number 225. For the great Salvador Perez, as I told you earlier today on the On Deck Show, only six active American League big leaguers have more home runs than Salvi. Three-run blast for Salvi, and what makes it so impressive um, isn't the clutch nature of it. We all know uh, Salvi's, this team's best hitter this season, has been this team's best hitter for quite a while. He's been clutch for a very long time. Salvi has a hit in seven of the team's first nine games, seven of his personal first eight games. So Salvi's been the best hitter all year, but what really amazed me was uh, Salvi got hit in the back of the head uh, right, actually, right on the top of the head, right where his mask meets the helmet. His catching mask meets the helmet. Uh, got got hit with a foul through by I think that was Lamont Wade in the fifth inning. So on his foul through after a ground ball to the right side, uh, the bat hits Salvi on the top of the head and he just goes down. You know, down to a knee, uh, staggered somewhat. Of course, he plays through it. And then he hits the game-tying three-run home run just a few innings later. So Salvi, Taylor Clark, and Nate Eaton, to me, were just heads and tails um, better than the rest. Just special performances. Not only because of what they did, not only because of the execution, but what they overcame. Nate Eaton's awful start to the season, Taylor Clark's rough go in his last outing, and Salvador Perez just continuously getting beat up behind the dish. All right, let's go back to the phone lines. 913-586-7610 again. That's 913-586-7610. Royals win 6 to 5. We go to Double J in Kansas City. What's going on, buddy?
4: Hey, phone. What's up, man? Uh hey, just want to say what a game today. Uh clutch home run, clutch grand slam home run by Salvi to tie the game up. Taylor Clark coming in and the uh eighth inning and getting those three strikeouts uh after loading the bases, clutch and have about Nate Eaton uh going home on that line pitch, going to take the lead and gave the stub today. Let's go, Royals Royals fans, be pumped up. Let's go. Thank well,
3: you very much, Double fun. J. Appreciate the phone call, buddy. Here's what acting manager, interim manager Paul Hoover had to say to Annie Rogers of MLB.com about Salvador Perez and that three-run, game-tying home run in the top of the eighth inning.
4: It's a clutch. I mean, he's done it. He's done it his whole career, and um, for him to come through again for his team is who he is.
3: Everybody outside of Matt Duffy and Kyle Isbell. So seven of the nine starters record a hit. MJ Melendez, the only Royal with multiple hits, it's MJ's second multi-hit game of the season. 913 586 7610. Take a look at the text line real quick. The Jays Southland Tow Service text line. Speaking of Paul Hoover. From the 913, Vern, honorable mention to Paul Hoover for sticking with Taylor Clark and recognizing the learning opportunity early in the season instead of taking him out and crushing his confidence. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know what? I'll, I'll I'll give you that. As you heard Hoover tell reporters earlier, uh, they were sticking with t- uh, Taylor, regardless. Or let me put it, not regard—they're not going to let the guy <laughs> give up the game over. And you know, eventually they would yank him, of course. But no, that—that that was that was his inning. Yeah, uh, if you if you want to give him credit, you 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 go right ahead. I don't know really when you uh, pull the eject button. Again, it was a first pitch single to J.D. Davis. Got ahead of Jock Peterson 1-2 before he uh, guided a single to center. Two on and nobody out. Are you getting somebody up? Are you showing that type of panic this early on? I don't know. Uh, Sure. I I, I guess you could give the coaching staff credit to me. uh, All the credit goes to Taylor Clark. Coaching staff was really in a bind. Yeah, it's, it's nine pitches into that eighth inning and the bases are loaded. You can just start getting someone up then. Um, but if Clark's going to give up the game, he's going to give up the game. There, there, there was no way the coaching staff was going to save him there. But you saw I- exactly why I was asked this question yesterday on the postgame show. Um, it was a question about, you know, when Aroldis Chapman is ultimately traded before the deadline. Who do you believe will be the, the number two reliever for the Royals? All right, we all agree Scott Barlow's the dude back there. He's the final boss. As you saw, Aroldis Chapman is next in line. He picks up the save. He went the eighth inning yesterday, handing it off to Scott Barlow. And my answer was, well, right now my number three in this bullpen would be Taylor Clark, and and for the reason that you saw there in the eighth inning. Because what impressed me last night about Scott Barlow was even after he gives up a leadoff triple in a two-run game, Scott Barlow comes into the ninth inning, gives up a leadoff triple. Even though you and I are nervous, I know Scott Barlow isn't nervous. I know Scott Barlow isn't pulsating. His heart's, uh, the heartbeat isn't increasing. Well, it's increasing slightly, I'm sure, medically but he's not hyperventilating out there. You don't need to worry about him getting too high or too low. Scott Barlow's got that nice, even keel approach. It's almost strange how the same Scott Barlow always is. Maybe it's strange because he's always in a good mood. He's just one of the nicest people you'll ever meet. Um, But whether he's about to make an all-star team or just gave up the game, Scott Barlow's the same guy that's what i look for so to me taylor clark even after he goes bases loaded nobody out in the 8th inning i'm sure he's ticked off but i know he's not afraid to throw a strike he's not afraid to stay on the attack that's why he would be my number 3 right now on the uh, power ranking of royals relievers and you saw that tonight in the 8th inning 9135867610 uh, royals win Six to five, a few more from the Jay Southland Toe Service text line. Pam writes in, Vern, what do you know? This team remembered how to win a baseball game. Pam, why are you always so sarcastic now? She goes on to write, at least the people in San Francisco got some winning baseball, even if it was from the opposing team. That's more than we got in our own ballpark. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Royals only won once in the seven games at Kauffman Stadium. They've won each of the two games away from Kauffman Stadium. Yes, you're right, Pam. But they won. You know, we you, you got to give them credit when they win. I understand the homestand did not go as any of us had hoped. No doubt. But... When that homestand concluded, there were still 155 games remaining. Things change quickly in this game. 48 hours later, I'm feeling good. I'm not saying everything is fixed. A lot of it depends on what Chris Bubich does tomorrow. But you got to feel good when you uh, now, you now know that the, the, 2023 Kansas City Royals for the remaining uh, 153 games. When they look up on the scoreboard and see their team down two, three, four, five runs. Someone, Salvi, Nicky, Matt Duffy, Jackie Bradley Jr., Vinny Pasquintino, one of the big voices in that dugout can go, boys, uh, just like by the bay. Just, or however they talk, I don't know. I'm making them hockey players. Um, but just like in San Francisco, we've been here, we've done this and all it takes is a base hit. Just like in the eighth inning this afternoon, two outs, nobody on down by three, the always aggressive Edward Olivares ropes, a single, to left MJ Melendez, then singles to right. And then Salvi hits a three run bomb over the left center field wall. We're knotted up. And just a few moments later, Nate Eaton scores on a wild pitch in the ninth. And the boys have won two in a row. Joey in Grain Valley writing in, giving love to Taylor Clark and Salvador Perez. And bottom lines it by calling it a confidence booster. Yeah, you hope so. And again, when you call it a confidence booster, it's it's the mental side of things. Because today's win likely won't have much effect on tomorrow's game. And then Zach Granke facing the Rangers coming up on Monday. Maybe going up against Jacob deGrom on Tuesday. So it's really about uh, the intangibles. It's about the, the, the mental side of the game. The belief side of the game. Uh, the, the physical just comes down to opportunity and execution. But, yeah, this is a nice little feather in the cap for the boys in blue. A 6-5 win, a series victory in San Francisco. Royals 6, Giants 5. We get back to your thoughts after this quick timeout. Vern's Post Game
2: Show on your home for Royals baseball, 610 Sports Radio, and the
3: Odyssey app.
2: Welcome back to Vern's Post Game Show on your home for Royals baseball in Kansas City, 610 Sports Radio.
3: Here's another 2-2.
2: Inside, gets
3: to the backstop, bounces back. Here comes Eaton. Sable dives to the plate. Eaton safe. A first dive across the dish. And the Royals take the lead. 6-5 to five in the top of the ninth inning. It's a wild pitch from Camilo Doval. And the Royals have come all the way back. That's a terrific call again. Jake Eisenberg, as heard here on 610 Sports Radio, the game-winning run coming down from third. Nate Eaton scoring on a wild pitch, giving the Royals the series victory and the 6-5 win this afternoon in San Francisco. Phone lines are open for you, 913-586-7610. That's also our text line number, 913-586-7610. If you ever miss a post-game show, you can always uh, subscribe to the All Things Vern podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts Uh, Just search All Things Vern. Uh, Real quick, before we take a dive back into the text line, let me run through the rest of my game notes after this 6-5 Royals win. And my game notes, as always, brought to you by J. Southland Toe Service. Salby's three-run shot in the eighth inning was the Royals' first home run with a man on base. You got to go back all the way until Monday. Yeah, solo shot from Reyes earlier in the game, his second since joining the Royals. Nice to see that from Fran Miel, but uh, you better be doing that. I'm not going to get, hey, all right, Fran Miel. Hasn't done much other than hit bombs, so you better continue hitting bombs. Uh, Bobby hit his second home run in as many starts, a leadoff homer in the sixth inning. A very nice swing on an 0-1 changeup from Sean Manaya that was left up in the zone out over the Outer third of the plate. Nice swing by Bobby Witt Jr. Uh, How about the ripoff job on MJ Melendez in that home run in the fourth inning? If you missed it, MJ leading off, scoreless game, first pitch that he sees, uh, he tattoos it 110 miles per hour off of the bat, 403 feet to center field. And as Mike Yastrzemski is going up to the wall to uh, try and make a play to possibly rob MJ Melendez of this home run, the ball hits the top of the wall and looked as if it caromed off of the beer guy's little beer bucket there. He was resting it on the top of the outfield wall, and the replay I saw looked like it hits the wall, ticks off of the beer guy's beer bucket and comes back onto the field. Goes down as a double instead of a one nothing Royals lead. Who knows how this game goes if that's MJ's second home run instead of his, what, second double of the season? Just a half inning later, uh, Brady Singer gives up four runs and the game quickly flipped. From being just inches away from taking a lead, Brady Singer, who entered the fourth inning at just 30 pitches, had a no-hitter going into the fourth, gives up a leadoff home run, a single, a double, a sack fly, a one-out single, another single, four runs come in to score off of Brady Singer in the fourth inning, and the Royals still won. I mean, how nice is it? I'm in the final segment of the postgame show right now, and we haven't even talked about Brady Singer in a game he pitched in a game that the Royals won. Right? Meaning that Brady Singer wasn't even one of the top five storylines from a Royals win in which he pitched six innings. That that's quite the headline. The fact that Brady Singer's nowhere near the headline. It's nice to see the offense, the defense, the base running the bullpen. Nice to see them pick up Brady Singer the way that they did. There were still some head-scratching decisions. Those have been prevalent in just about every single game this season. Edward Olivares uh, appeared dead set on giving the Giants an extra 90 feet in that four-run fourth inning. You can make a case the fourth run that came in to score was because Olivaris appeared so very eager to show off that arm or so very eager to make sure I give someone an extra 90 feet. But all's well that ends well in today's game ends in a 6-5 Royals victory. 9135867610. Let's go back to the Jay Southland Tow Service text line. From the eight one six, Vern. It's still way too early to make any conclusions, good or bad. But damn, what a fun game to watch! Yeah, it sure was. I had uh, everybody's buddy, Ron the Show, Hughley, afternoon show host down in Houston at their Odyssey station. He was locked into this one. How could you not be? Yeah, if you tuned in seventh, eighth inning, you saw a lot of action. From Fran to Salvi to Nate Eaton, Taylor Clark, Aroldis Chapman. Speaking of Chapman, I I think my words uh, may be getting misconstrued just a touch. From the 816, Vern, what makes you continue to say that even if the Royals are in competition, you don't see Aroldis Chapman on the team? And why does that make you feel like it's a cash offer, that you don't need to give this guy praise when he's doing something good? I'm not bashing you, Vern. I'm just trying to understand. Yeah, and that's a very fair question. I, I could see actually how that gets uh, misconstrued. When I say, uh, you know, Aroldus Chapman, you uh, didn't really. I wouldn't consider him one of the heroes. Um. Few different um, branches from that Aroldus Chapman tree. Uh, uh, number one, what he did in that ninth inning to me wasn't abnormal. wasn't anything. Special, uh, maybe that's disrespectful. Now, I'm not saying I can do it. <laughs> Obviously, I'm not. I, I can't throw like a Roldis Chapman, but going through Wilmer Flores, uh, David Vr and Michael Conforto, eh. Look, I understand. You're 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 trying to close out the win, and the the, the final three out to the most difficult. But I I I've never really. I've seen Aroldis Chapman pick up the final three outs plenty of times in his baseball career. I, I know what he's capable of. Now, you do this, we're about to go see Texas, right? Uh, do this against ninth inning, one-run game. You go through Corey Seager and uh, Adolis Garcia, Marcus Semyon. You know, you, you go through a, a true three, four, five of some studs. Yeah, okay, I'll, I'll throw a few more bouquets your way. Um. So he deserves praise for getting the job done, picking up the save, making sure that the Royals are able to exchange high fives and and, and pick up this win. So, yeah, maybe I, I came across a little harsh, um, but in a season in which the organization has openly admitted is about evaluation, is about putting yourself in position to go for it in 2024. I don't believe a role this Chapman's going to be a part of that. So I'm not getting overly excited as if he's going to be one of those guys standing on the podium when this team wins big. Maybe that's a mistake. Uh, maybe I should. But what Nate Eaton did a, uh, did today was, uh, in my opinion, more special than what Chapman did. Same with Salvi after taking that bat to the head. Uh, same for Taylor Clark after uh, his last out again. Falling behind, bases loaded, nobody out. Brady Singer today, the the four runs that he gave up in the fourth inning, we could even call it three runs that he gave up in the fourth inning. Um, He was in the zone pretty consistently. Man, he was challenging guys. Maybe uh, shouldn't have steered away from that slider that was working so well, especially against a guy like Tyro Estrada. Uh, But nice swings by Brandon Crawford. Honestly, I thought Brady Singer got a little lucky in that fourth inning. Could have been a lot worse. You know, the sack fly from Jock Peterson could have been uh, a, a three-run home run. That was a center-cut fastball that Jock Peterson was just trying to get the sack fly, just got a bat on. Um, no. Brady Singer misses on a slider to Lamont Wade Jr., missed in the nitro zone to a lefty. That got demolished 112 miles per hour off of the bat of the Giants' leadoff hitter. But when you're at 30 pitches through three, you got a no-hitter like Brady Singer did, shoot. Even after that four-run fourth, he's only at 50 pitches. You got to give the team six, and he did. Honestly, I wasn't. Uh, I was thinking he might come back out for the seventh. He was at only 79 pitches, had the 8-9 hitters come into the dish. But Brady Singer does not dive after that four-run fourth inning, does not crumble, does not struggle to finish off the fifth or the sixth despite a promising start to the game. No, Brady Singer locks it in, gets the job done. Nice to see. Uh, hope I explain that. Concerning Aroldis Chapman. No, I, I I respect the player. I respect the career. I respect the performance today. Um, but that's what I expect from Aroldis Chapman. And to be honest, a three-run home run from Salvador Perez in a big spot what we've grown to expect from Salvy, uh, But I give him the love today because he took a baseball bat to the head, stayed in the game, and nodded that bad boy up.
2: Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
3: Rerun Blast, his second of the season. Phone lines are open for you. The text line is there as well. 913-586-7610. That's 913-586-7610. Let's go to Cody in Blue Springs. Cody, you're on the postgame show as the Royals win 6-5. to Go ahead.
5: Yeah, I don't want to be too negative since I won, but one thing you guys haven't brought up was the ninth inning and how that was kind of a
3: cluster. Uh,
5: what should have happened was, I mean, you got the bottom of the lineup coming up. I mean, you got runner on second. Um, you got Massey up who had tried to had try to bunt earlier in the game. I mean, my opinion was they should have put Nicky Lopez to pinch run for uh, Vinny. And then they should have had Eaton, the right hand hitter, him being the one putting the bunt since you had bunting, So the catcher wouldn't have a, a clear path to third base on the throw. Mm. They need a button there. I understand the analytics, but that's baseball one-on-one, especially with the Royals have struggled to, besides home runs, home runs, we count probably for about 80% of their runs this year. And I mean, the Royals really got lucky with that pass ball because if it wasn't for that, they would have, I mean, obviously left the runner on, but also I was kind of concerned with the Melinda's home run. Well, should have been home run. I mean, an old school baseball manager's go go out there, run right or wrong is going to fight that call. It's an umpire review, you at least gotta get your opinion told. Who knows what they're saying in the dugout, but when you got the umpires reviewing it, you always gotta go out there, show some fire, show like you care. And I mean you gotta tell them. I think a very similar play um, back in fourteen, the Mustachis home run with the fan interference. I believe it was Mustachis, but I mean if you're a manager, I know this guy is right now the interim manager while well, the guy's sick, but you got to go out there and show some fire.
3: I got you, Cody. Great call. Uh, man, that is. Those are fair points. Um, yeah, the, the the request for a bunt by Michael Massey after that leadoff double by Vinny Pasquintino. I like your idea. Yeah, I'm fine. Nikki Lopez as the pinch runner. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, putting 80, it's thought out, well thought out. Appreciate the phone call, Cody. Hope to hear from you more often as the season progresses. Now, I understand Paul Hoover not going out there and giving the umpiring crew a piece of his mind. uh, Because you never know, hey, I, I get carried away out there, I get tossed, and now Vance Wilson's the manager, and he doesn't have a bench coach, and... I'm, I understand your point. I think it's a fair point. I'm willing to give Paul Huber the pass today. And, again, a fair point about wanting the 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 bunt laid down there after the leadoff double from Vinny Pasquantino. Um, I was not, as I'm managing along with the game, just being honest with you, I was not looking for the bunt um, because I was fairly certain that Michael Massey would be able to hit the ball to the right side. Uh, he wasn't. He popped out to the left side. Uh, stranding the pinch runner Nate Eaton at second base. Eaton would ultimately advance to third as Hunter Dozier grounded out to the left side of the infield. So yeah, two outs, man on third, 90 feet away from taking the lead. Uh, Kyle Isbell uh, fell behind at the count, 0-1. It was 2-2. The Royals were down to their last strike there in the ninth, not last strike of the game, it was tied, but last strike there in the top of the ninth inning. That's when Camilo uh, Camillo Doval uncorks that wild pitch. Nate Eaton comes in to score. Thanks for the phone call, Cody. A few more from the text line as the Royals win 6-5 in San Francisco, take their first series of the season. From the 9-1-3, Vern, this is the type of win that re-energizes the squad and the fan base. I hope so. I hope a win like this, weather like this in Kansas City, A nice family gathering for a lot of you coming up tomorrow. Finish off that sweep. Send people back to work on Monday with Zach Granke on the hill in Arlington Monday night. Yeah, you you could begin to start and feel and hear some good vibes surrounding this Royals ball club. Dan and KCK is hoping for the best with Chris Bubich tomorrow. Yeah, we all are, Dan, no doubt. Uh, From the 816, Jobu says one more win, and we can call it a winning streak. That is the uh, definition of a winning streak. Got to win three in a row. Lewis from Overland Park writes in, Vern, how about Taylor Clark? Not only what he did on the mound, that was beautiful, but his energy coming off the mound was perfect. Vern, I think this team could use some more of that emotion, that fire. Hopefully it's contagious. I think that energy helped Vinny rip that double in the ninth inning. Sign Lewis from OP. Uh, Lewis, man, you know you're singing to the choir or preaching to the choir on that one. Now, you know I love Taylor Clark coming off the mound, uh, pounding his chest. Hey, he blacked out. Go go check out that video maybe later on tonight, tomorrow morning. Taylor Clark blacked out after he struck out Sable. Three straight strikeouts with the bases loaded and nobody out. His team just gives him, you know, Salvi just hits that three-run home run to tie it up. Taylor Clark almost went right out there and gave it away. Strikes out three batters with the bases juiced and then blacks out. Um, yeah, yeah, no no doubt the team can always use more emotion, uh, more fire. Now, I've had people ask, you know, wouldn't it be nice to see this team just kind of getting a little dust up with someone? And yeah, I mean, I always enjoy watching that. I, I just don't know how many red asses they have on the team. How many guys are ready to go at the drop of a hat? Now, Amir Garrett. We know he's ready to fight for his guys. You know, Dylan Coleman, Jose Quas, I wouldn't want to mess with those guys. Um, but normally, relievers aren't the ones to start the melee. Normally. Again, Amir Garrett is a special cat. Hey, a quick shout-out. Um, Mike Jershley. You all remember Mike Jersley, the the third base coach for the world champion, Kansas City Royals? You guys all cursed his name when he didn't send Gordo in game seven of the 2014 World Series. Well, congratulations to Jerish. He picked up career win number 1,000 as the manager of the Omaha Storm Chasers. Omaha won earlier today 13-8. A pair of home runs from catcher Freddie Fermin, who is on the 40-man roster. Uh, He is the next catcher up. Fermin hit a grand slam, and a two-run home run. Pair of big flies for the MVP of the Venezuelan Winter League, Freddie Fermin. 913-586-7610. That's the phone number. That's the text line number. Uh, anything else from the game notes? Again, my game notes are brought to you by Jays Southland Tow Service. Uh, the Royals do make their first error of the season. Matt Duffy in the bottom of the fifth inning, playing second base today. Uh, for those that were impressed watching Sean Manaya throw five, or excuse me, six innings of one-run baseball, Sean Manaya inked a two-year deal with the Giants this offseason. Two years, $25 million. Boy, that was one of those names I liked this offseason. That's one of those names I really liked this offseason. He looked good, didn't he? Six innings, one run on three hits, one walk, eight strikeouts for Sean Uh The win today goes to the aforementioned Taylor Clark. Brady Singer does not factor in the decision. Brady goes six innings, gives up five runs on eight hits, doesn't walk a batter. In fact, the Royals pitching staff did not walk a single batter today. Singer Garrett Clark Chapman combined a strikeout 11 uh, but didn't issue one free pass. Here's what acting manager Paul Hoover had to say after the game about his confidence in Aroldis Chapman coming in there in the ninth inning.
4: Oh, 100%. I mean, with Chapman and Barlow back there a lot, I mean, there's there's other guys, Hernandez, Clark, there's a lot of guys in the back end that, that we feel our bullpen's really good. And, and after Barlow through two days in a row, wanted to kind of stay away from him and then Chapman coming in and closing the doors Great, great team win.
3: Yeah, no question. Um, earlier today, I don't know if you guys were listening to Ryan LaFever's conversation with Paul Hoover, uh, but he kind of mentioned this in passing, and I want you to think about it. Uh, he talked about that 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 duo of Scott Barlow, Aroldis Chapman, right? That's the eighth, ninth inning duo for this team. He said, "I, I you know, that that might be top five in Major League Baseball." And then he caught himself and said, oh, top 10. Did the Royals have a top five, top 10 back of the bullpen? Top two in the bullpen? I think that's the homework assignment tonight. I think I'm going to look around the rest of Major League Baseball and see exactly where I would rank Barlow and Chapman, that one, two. Let's go back to the text line, 913 7-6-10, Drake in Midtown writes in, Vern, these are the type of games that get you to love a team. Always happy to get revenge, revenge against the Giants, and no, I don't care that it's been nine years. Yeah, th- these are the type of games, sure, that uh, you know, Nate Eaton made some new fans today. Taylor Clark made some new fans. We all already love Salvador Perez, but yeah, when you see the fights, when you see the emotion from Taylor Clark, I can guarantee you uh, there, there are a lot more Taylor Clark fans today. And, and, and yeah, when you as you remember Kansas City, to win it all, it takes all 25, 26 guys, even more than that over the course of a season. And you remember I mean, how many of that how many members of that 2015 team? I bet you the average Royals fan can go 15 to 20 deep on those championship teams because that's how many people make an impact. So yeah, good point. Good point, Drake. No doubt. Uh this is from the 620. Vern, I caught the game while playing around a round of golf, and I thought Jeremy Guthrie said it best on the radio. It is only April, but they all count the same and Salvi has the C on his chest for a reason. Yeah, I've thoroughly enjoyed Jeremy Guthrie on the broadcast. That has been a fantastic addition. Derek in Rayville writes in, Vern, Salvi is the MVP of the game, but Taylor Clark is a very close second. Super impressive with uh, three straight singles to then throw three straight strikeouts on the heels of a rough outing against Toronto. Yeah, no doubt, Derek. No doubt at all. Impressive stuff from Taylor Clark, Nate Eaton, Salvador Perez, and that Royals dugout after today's 6-5 win. Rally Mantis is all fired up for Salvador Perez going bridge and Scott in Phoenix. To wrap it up, he writes in from the uh, 6-2-3. Is that what Phoenix is? Vern, if that doesn't get your blood pumping, I don't know what will. I would have to say that this is one of the biggest wins in the past five seasons, mainly because it shows these young players what is possible. Wow, I don't past five seasons now you know what you're probably right not not a lot has happened in the last five seasons there now we're only nine games in there had to have been a okay not last year for sure 2020 was weird and 2021 was garbage yeah, you know what? Maybe it is. It's, it's certainly top five. It's one of the five biggest wins in the past five seasons. Boy, that is depressing to say. Well, how about make it three in a row? Three straight wins. Tomorrow, Chris Bubich takes the hill in the finale of this three-game series against the San Francisco Giants. Chris Bubich against Anthony DiSplafani. I'll be on the air with the On Deck show beginning at, or excuse me, at 2 o'clock. The first pitch is at 3.05. The on-deck show begins at 2. After Hours comes your way tomorrow, 9 a.m. Much more Royals and Masters and Chiefs draft talk here on 610 Sports Radio. Thanks to Chris and Ocero for the help back at the studio. Thanks to you for listening. Take care.
2: You've been listening to Vern's post-game show.
5: Diving is MJ Melendez. Did he make
2: that catch? He did! Check out the All Things Vern channel on 610sports.com and the Odyssey app to stay up-to-date with your boys in blue.
3: And a swing and a miss! He struck him out with a
5: fastball. Seventh strikeout for Daniel Lynch.
2: On your home of the Royals, 610 Sports Radio. We now take you back to regularly scheduled programming.